it's Flo, and this is my impression of a traveling lounge singer. And we're going up the airport escalator. Hey, where are you from? Ha <laughs> ha, no response. Classic. Got in an accident, so you gotta take a cab, huh? No cabs at Progressive Service Centers. They got rental cars on site, which is out of sight, you know? <laughs> Progressive takes the hassle out of claims. Just drop your car off at one of our service centers, and we'll manage the rest. Here's a little number I like to call, waiting for the shuttle bus. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Service centers not available in all areas. You have a choice of repair facilities. Blog Talk Radio. January 27th, 2014. I'm your host, Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you live from Baltimore, Maryland. This broadcast is being sponsored by Masterminds, LLC, inspiring and empowering people to achieve a greater destiny. We are super excited about our show this evening. Sharing with us uh, this evening is Olympian medalist Sanjay Ayer which we'll be speaking with him in a very brief moment. To receive this broadcast as a podcast, go to the iTunes store, click on podcast, and type in a date with destiny. Also, follow us on Twitter at least, L-Y-S-E 101. You can send me a message through this site if you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business. You can send a message through my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101, or you can leave a message via my web- website at info at your destiny All right, so we're going to begin uh, with the introduction of our special guest this evening. In 1999, Sanjay Ayer was a 19 year old printer living in Bronx, New York, who had just won gold in the 400-meter dash at the Pan-American Junior Championships. The next year, Sanjay began his college career at Auburn University, where his coach encouraged him to try out for the Jamaican Olympic team. In Sydney, Jamaica finished third in the relay, earning Sanjay his first Olympic medal. Sanjay and his fellow Jamaican sprinters went on to win the gold at the World Indoor Championships in 2004 in Budapest during the run-up to the Athens Olympics. Sanjay states, track and field is by far the biggest sport in Jamaica. Sanjay is now a proud owner of his own training center in Howard County, Maryland, and serves as the men's sprint coach for Howard Community College. So without further ado, we now welcome Mr. Sanjay Ayer to A Date with Destiny. Hello, Sanjay. Hi, Lisa. How is everything? Is everything going well? Everything is going well, and we welcome you to A Date with Destiny. We are so excited and grateful to have you with us this evening. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. It has been a pleasure. Well, let's begin from the beginning, shall we? I want to know, I'm so excited because um, I came across uh, actually hearing about you. I'm a big track and, uh, big track and field fan, fan myself. Um, I used to run back in way back in the day. But my husband and my daughter both are, um, you know, my husband is a track coach, as you well know, and that's how I met you through him. 
but yeah. you graciously donated some of your time to talk with his team, and um, oh my gosh, they, the kids are still talking about you to this day. So oh, wow. whatever you said to them, yes, whatever you said to them really inspired them um, to get out there and give it their all and give it their best. Um, and it's, it, it's always very empowering to see someone who has actually done the darn thing, you know, and to come back and to give of themselves and to share, you know, the process that, you know, you went through. So what I want to do is take you back to the beginning, okay, back to Jamaica, Mon. And tell us when you were, when when did you, um, how old were you when you realized that, you know, one, that you liked to run, but what led you to track? Well, um, I started running track probably at age seven, um, but, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't serious. It was more on the, you know, recreational basis. I was more a soccer player, um, but okay. while playing. While playing soccer, you know, I was, like, always the fastest one on the team. And, mm-hmm. you know, just as, you know, a kid in the neighborhood, you know, we'll go outside and race. And, you know, I was always the fastest, you know, amongst the, my peers in the neighborhood. But, you know, I had no idea at that point that I had um, world-class speed. It's when I got right. to high school, when I got to high school in 19... 19- 94 that, you know, I took up track again, and when I took it up, you know, um, I was okay. Wasn't really, really serious. And then in 1995, while playing soccer, the soccer coach, you know, told me that, the you know, the track season was, was coming in a few months, and he asked me, you know, if I wanted to come out and run track. And I told him, no, you know, I didn't want to run track because, my recollection of track was, you know, guys on TV running in spandex and three-quarter tights. So <laughs> I thought right. it was like a, a, a super feminine sport, you know. So okay, I didn't want I didn't want anything to do with it. But to <laughs> right. Fall, but you know, two months after you know the conversation with the with the track and field coach, I was you know, sitting on the field one day and I saw the track team practicing, and when I saw them practicing. You know, I just thought to myself, wow, all of these guys are really slow. I think I could beat them, you know. So I went to the coach. I said, coach, um, you know, I'm ready to join the team. He's like, no, you can't join the team because I gave you an opportunity two months before. And you said no. And I said, coach, tell you what, give me your fastest guy. Let me raise your fastest guy now. And if I win, you got to put me on the team. Oh, wow. So he's like, He's like, no, I'll give you my third best guy. I was like, okay, cool. He gave me his third best guy. We raced and I beat him. And then I was like, coach, this is all you got? You know, come on, you got to do better. So he gave me his fastest guy, and I just totally blew him away. And he's like, well, come practice tomorrow and let's get this started. And, you know, ever since then, it was kind of like, you know, no turning back. You know, I was just always committed to the sport from that exchange. You know, and, and each year, each year that's kept on progressing, um, you know, through. Wow. Isn't that something? And, so, you know, so and can you read? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's where, you know, it really started. Like, I really could say, okay, at that point I took it really serious, you know. In high school? In high school, yeah. Probably around, you know, yeah, 1994, 95, yeah. Okay, and when you went, um, when you finally decided to, to do that, just by you watching, and you knew within you that you know I can beat these guys, um, and then you took it, you started taking it serious from that point, and I'm quite sure your coach was excited as well because he already knew how fast you were. Yeah, well, yeah, he knew how fast I was because I played soccer the year before, but right. you know, he. You know, he tried to convince me to come out and run, and I was like, ah, oh, track, you know, it's a girl's sport. I like the contact yeah. sport, you know. Yeah. You know, and when I went out there, and I, I, I went out there to just see what they were doing in practice, and when I saw them running, I was like, oh, yeah, well, maybe I should come out and help the team. <laughs> so that's, you that's, help. Kind of, that, that's kind of where it started, but I had no idea that, I- Right. In a few years that I would have blew up that big, you know. 
Wow. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, and people that don't run track, they really have no idea how strenuous uh, the practice is and how hard track is. I mean, track is, yeah. to me, one of the most challenging sports out there. Okay? Yes. It's I would, very I would, challenging. I would say, yeah, yeah, you're right, Lisa. I would say, to me, I would say it's the toughest sport to train yes. for. I mean, yes. it's not as dangerous as, like, say, football or anything like that where you could right. actually get – because it's a no-contact sport, but it's an endurance sport. you got to, you know, use your endurance to get in shape. you got to lift right. weight. It's very physically demanding. Um, yes, it is. So it's a sport, and you don't get the, the gratification for it until you actually win a race. You know, that's the right. only time you get the joy and the fun out of track. When you play football right. and basketball, you're with your teammates, you have a good game, or the team wins, you feel good. But with track, you only get the satisfaction as a champion by, by winning, you know? Everybody yeah, only cares about the winner. So the reward yeah. is kind of like very like marginal, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, because it's an yeah. individual. It's an, you, you know, exactly. you're beating actually yourself. It's an individual time where you're trying to, you know, PR – and exactly. and I noticed that um, even guys who uh, play football and do other sports, you know, my husband always says, you you guys need to come to track practice. You know, if yes. you really want to be good at football, come to track practice. Um, yes. And he tells them all that, and I just, you know, I see the difference, and they see the difference. Because at first they're like, oh, track, please, you know, that's just running. Once yes. they get out there, they're like, oh, my God, this practice is worse than ours. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a very underrated sport, you know, but it's it's the real deal. It's the real well, deal. Well, tell us now. So tell us. Okay, so now you you shared that with us from high school. So then what happened? How did you you know get from um, running the track, you know, running um, in high school, to I guess maybe when did you come to the states and when did you start training for the Olympics? Okay, so I came to the states in 1997, and when I came here, I came. I came to the States my junior year of high school. Um, okay. And, you know, when I came, my my goal was just to, you know, be a solid track runner, you know, get a scholarship, you know, for college, a full scholarship to college, and okay. then I would kind of see, you know, what, what would happen after that. Um, okay. My junior year of high school, I got injured my junior year, and I wasn't able to run. Um, the whole season, and the following year, which was 1999, that was my senior year, and I think that's where most of my my success like really started. Um, I was the number one um, high school 400 meter runner in the country, and I was also the high school athlete of the year um, in '99. Wow. And I was just getting scholarship offers from all over. Um, visited a, wow. a few universities: Ohio State, LSU. Null, the University of Florida, and Auburn, and um, ultimately um, I chose Auburn. Um, You know, I was really in love with the coach, um, Coach Ralph Spry, and, you know, the offer was just a remarkable offer from Auburn, and I went there, and my first year as a freshman, um, I had a great season on the track, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't even know really it was the Olympic year, until okay. I started running, I started running good indoor. My coach is like, um, Sanji, you know, this year is the Olympic year. If if we do well, you know, you should probably try to, you know, try for the Olympic team. And I was like, okay, you know, I I knew the Olympics was a huge deal, but I was like, you know, I'm 19 years old, so I'm not really thinking, you know, right. along those lines. Like, really, can you make the Olympic team? <laughs> right. You right. know. Um. But every week, you know, we'll go to meet, and I just kept on improving, improving, and I was running. My collegiate times were pretty much the same kind of times the professional guys were running, and uh-huh. that's, that's when when I saw that I started. You know, the internet had just gotten big back then, like in 2000, and okay. I remember going on the internet and looking up, you know, what the pro guys are running. I was like, wow, Sanjay, like you're running, like similar times to these guys who are like 10 years older than you. Maybe you need to really start, you know, focusing on trying to make the Olympic team. And, you know, this was like February 2000. I just got like real, real, you know, focused on my training and indoor had a great season. And um, I was awarded the South 
Southeastern Conference Freshman Athlete of the Year. And, you know, wow. the, the SEC Conference is the, the biggest conference in all collegiate sports. So I was right. the number one freshman um, for that year. Um, and oh. then, you know, we moved on to the outdoor season, had a good outdoor season, then had the, um, the Olympic trials in June of 2000. I went to the Olympic trials, and I made the team, and the rest was history. Went to the Olympics and won a silver medal. Okay, so let's take a pause there. So let's take a pause. So you went, you trained, um, you're 19, you're training, you, you realize that, wow, you know, I'm, I'm running just as fast, if not faster, than the older guys. Um, yeah. And then you make the team, you're at the Olympics, and you win a medal. So tell me what that felt like. Wow, I mean, it, it was a it was an overwhelming feeling at the point because, I was I, well after I won the medal. I I still wasn't living in the now. I was kind of living in the past. I kept on thinking to myself like, wow, you know, two years ago I I just moved to America from Jamaica. When I came to America, I just wanted a better life, you know. Um, and actually, when I moved to the states, you know, it was tough because you know both my parents was back home. You know, I didn't have any money at all. You know, all I had uh, was track, was track, you know. Right. And I was just thinking there, I was sitting in, um, sitting in the Olympic Village and I was looking at my medal, I was like, wow, you know, like God has really blessed me, you know, to take me this far and, you know, accomplish so much in my life, you know. And that was then after all those thoughts that I realized that, wow, this is like a huge, you know, accomplishment, you know, winning, winning, that, winning that medal. Right. Right, so it became surreal at that point. It became yeah, it became surreal at that point, you know, because you know, stepping on the podium, getting the medal, you know, I just laughing yeah. like, wow, you know, this is cool, you know what I mean? But it's when I went back to the village and I'm in my dorm room and like I'm thinking about my whole life, like what I was three years before. I was like, wow, like Sanjay, what did you just do, you know? And right. It was it, it, it was you were right, Lisa. It was just a, a, a overwhelming feeling, and it's crazy because. When I went to your husband's school and I talked to the kids on the track team, you know, a lot of them was my age, you know, when I was in high school, when I just came to the States, 16, 17, and I was telling them that, you know, three years, in three years, if somebody told me that I would have went to the Olympics and win a medal, you know, I would have told them, you know, they were the, like the biggest liar, you know. So right. I wanted to inspire them in a way that, to let them know that they could never know what the future holds. If they keep right. working hard, whether it's in school or in sports, you know, anything could happen. You just have to put yourself in that position and make the best opportunity, you know, um, right. arise, you know, arise from nothing, you know. And, you know, it's just hard work and perseverance that, you know, help them to accomplish these goals. So you know, you know, I you know, I explained all that to them, and I was just hoping that you know maybe one day they could live vicariously through me. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, and you know, and that's so beautiful because that's how it happens. I mean, if we don't have someone to aspire to. You know, we yeah. don't see someone else's story to know that it's definitely possible. And and see, here's the thing. For you, your story is so special. And, and um, I mean, we all have a journey. We all have our own journeys to live and, and to go forth. But your story in particular is very special because you came here as a, you know, really as a child. You were a teenager, yeah. but to me that's still, you know, being a child, you know, and you left yeah. your country. Yeah your country, yeah. your parents, your family, you know, to come to a different land, <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm yeah. chasing with a dream. Nothing. And with nothing. How about that? <laughs> yeah. And look what yeah. happened. You exactly. know, all because you did what was in you to do, that desire, you had a skill set, and you were like, look, I don't know what it's going to take me, but daggone it, you know, I'm just going to do the best I can. So let's let's yeah. talk about, um, okay, so after that medal, you yeah. ended up going back again. Yeah, I ended up going, well, I had um, two world championships after that. 
um, O champ, um, O one world champ. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You had two. Say that again. You had two. So after the world 2000 Olympics, yeah, I went to the world championships in 2000 and 2003. Wow. 2001 was in Edmonton, Canada, and 03 was in where was 03? 03 was in Paris. Was in Paris, France. Wow. And I think wow. I think I won two silver medals there on the relay, and then 04 was my second Olympic year, um, made that Olympics but got injured um, along the way and wasn't able to compete in Athens. Right. So that okay. was, 04 was, 04 was a very disappointing year um, in regards to the Olympics, but I, I had major um, success earlier that year in the indoor season by winning um, the world championship gold medal you talked about earlier in the interview um, in, in Budapest, Hungary. You know? Wow. And listen so, to that. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, this listen to him. He has traveled like all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, got to blow your good. mind sometimes. Jeez. Wow. I haven't even been. Uh-huh. Also was disappointed in regards to not, you know, being at the Olympics, but, you know, I had great satisfaction by being a gold medalist um, at the World Championships. So that, Isn't that, that, that that's was, amazing? That was very huge, also. That's amazing. Do you now? You were you were um, the four by four hundred um, yes. runner, right? And and yes. when I, I was I working, work, mm-hmm. I run. I'm a I'm a I'm a long sprinter, so I run the two hundred and the four hundred, but I specialize in the four hundred meters, so I'm better at the the four hundred, but I could run the two hundred also. What is your best time? My best time in the 200 is 20.82, um, and wow. that's outdoor. My fastest time outdoor in the 400 is 44.92 seconds. Wow, that's pretty awesome. If, and the 400, if a lot of people don't know, the 400 meter is a quarter of a mile. Right. Quarter wow, Sanjay, that is just amazing. That is amazing. And, you know, so now you were getting out pretty much. Did you run when Usain got into it, uh, Usain Bolt? Yeah, yeah, no? yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, at the 2008 Olympics when, when, when Usain blew up um, as a global superstar, he was my teammate there also. I was one of the veteran guys who, you know, guided him along the way. Um, wow. I ran the 400 meters um, in Beijing, and I also was a finalist in the 4x4 in Beijing, and um, I didn't medal. So 2008, you know, in my prime as a professional, I went there and I didn't win a medal, but as a young college kid in 2000, I won a silver medal. So, <laughs> wow. You know, it's crazy because going into the 08 Olympics, I was like, I'm definitely going to get a medal. But it was so right. tough. I was like, Jesus, like, wow, I didn't remember it being this tough in 2000. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't that something? That's pretty amazing. And um, yeah. because, I mean, everybody, you know, the world knows about Usain. Like you said, he's a, or he, you know, a world champion. But you are too. Yeah. I mean, you know, in your own right. Yeah, um, yeah, most now, of, I'm not as popular. I'm not as popular as you, you're saying, but you know, I've, I've done a thing or two. <laughs> I think you have, sir. I think you have. I think it's pretty amazing. <laughs> and the amazing thing to me is you're right in my own backyard, you know. Yeah. And and the kids that you know, like I said, the kids are still talking about you to this day. It's like, and then you brought some of your medals and, you know, they were able to hold. And I just think that is so inspiring. And now you're coaching. You're giving yes. back, which I, now t- let's talk about that because I know how rewarding that can be. Um, okay. And specifically for the, the, the young people that you coach, I believe yes. that God has placed us in certain positions for purpose. And yeah, here you yeah. are, you know, you have these young minds that you get, because it's, it's actually, you know, um, more than just about running. You know, you get yeah. to shape and mold their minds, you know, for success in life, period. Yeah, so, so let's talk about that a little bit. Okay, okay. So last season, um, 2013, um, I started coaching at um, Howard County Community College. 
and this was my first season as a coach because I retired in 2012 after the Olympic, the London Olympic trials, um, didn't make the team. By that time, I was 32 years old. I'm an old man in track and field years. I could have still continued, but I kind of felt like, well, you know, I accomplished all my goals I wanted to accomplish right. as an athlete. I felt like I wanted to channel my interest into, into different fields. So when I retired, you know, I started my fitness company, and I wanted to give back to the kids. And I wanted to give back in such a way where I could share my knowledge with them from a coaching, you know, perspective and just be, you know, overall inspirational to them. Um, and, you know, I started coaching at Howard County Community College. And they had a, a – Howard Community College have a, a, a very, you know, very unique story because the university has never, ever won a national championship um, in any sport at the school, wow. whether it's basketball, lacrosse, or track and field. They have never won a sport. And when I got there in September 2013 um, – that was my ultimate goal, to have the team be the first to win a national championship. So when I got to the school, you know, I met with the, the head coach um, who invited me on the staff, um, Mr. Eric Henlon, great, great coach, great guy. And, you know, I told him my intentions from day one. I was like, Coach Henlon, you know, I want to help you, um, you know, turn this program around. And, you know, my, I said my ultimate goal for the team is to have the team win nationals. And he's like, well, Sanjay, that's going to be tough. You know, we've never won before. There's this school out in Chicago by the name of Harper. They're very tough. There's a couple of schools that's, that's very tough. So I was like, okay, no problem. So I went home and I researched um, the points that won at Nationals the previous year. And, you know, I thought, I was like, wow, you know, the point is it's not a far reach. I, I know with my coaching ability, abilities, I could get the kids to win. Right. So, you know, I just started, you know, laying out the blueprint on, you know, the sprinters that I wanted and, you know, how much points they have to win and how I have to get them prepared. And by January of 2013, you know, we'll go to, like, Division One meets where the big schools like Maryland and all those schools were. And, you know, a little Division Three junior college, we'd race against those guys and we'd beat them up, you know. And right, then right. Every- we will go into we will go into in the springtime. We'll just dominate the meets and the relays and individual sprint races. And you know, nationals came around in May um, of last year, and we just totally dominated the meet. And the team won their first national championship. Oh, wonderful! So um, okay, let's give you some. Uh, we're going to give you some applause right there. We're, we're going to give you some applause right there. <laughs> yeah. So the track and field team, you know, won the first national championship in school history. And, you know, the, the school has been around for decades. So that was a huge um, accomplishment for the university. You know. and, you oh, know, my goodness. Overall effort by all the coaches. You know, it wasn't only me. You know, um, all the coaches had a great input in, in, in the success of the team and, I was just happy to be a part of history. The guys did a great job, and I was just so happy because early on in the season, I was promising them, I was like, guys, I'm going to make sure you win nationals. And you know the the toughest thing is promising a kid something and not delivering it, you know? Yes, yes, yes. I was happy that I could, you know, fulfill that promise to them, and, you know, they all, you know, attained success, you know, both on and off the track and, you know, even in school because um, one of my main sprinters, my 800-meter guy, he, he got a scholarship to Nebraska, and he oh, just started awesome. Nebraska in January. Yeah. He started Nebraska in January. And then my 400-meter runner now, um, he's the national record holder in the 400 meters um, for junior college um, he just went on a visit to Oklahoma State last week, and oh, hopefully wow. by January I could get him into January of 2015. Um, I could get him into a university. So, oh my, you know, my gosh! First, and you'll, you're yeah, my do first it. year as a coach, I won a national championship. So I basically I so put awesome. my championship on the same tier of um, winning an Olympic medal because right. coaches. Coaches take decades, maybe even centuries, centuries, never ever to win 
something, and for me to to win it in my first year, um, oh, wow. you know, God God has just really blessed me with with being lucky, man. Just being lucky that I was able to deliver on my promise. Well, you know what? I want to go back a little bit because you said something so profound, and I want to make sure that. Um, you recognize, and I'm quite sure that you do, and I love your humble, you have a humble spirit, um, which is just a beautiful thing, but it was your, you, you know, yes, we know that the rest of the coaches, they contributed, and, you know, that our hats off, because it's a team, it's a team effort, there's no I in team, I understand that, but it yeah. was your mindset, your mindset, your determination that, you know, set it all off, because yeah, most, most, you're the, I wanted mm-hmm. Sorry to cut you off, Lisa, but I wanted to lead the guys from the front because yeah. I know what it takes to be a champion. I've, yeah. I've, you know, attained so many success throughout my lifetime, you know, even as a young man. And I know that the team has tried for many years and they haven't won. So I wanted right. to lead from the front and I wanted to tell the guys from day one that, hey, we're going to win nationals. And I wanted to instill that belief in them. Because once they believe and they could yeah. follow my lead, I know they'll make it happen. And the kids, yeah. they, just, they just gravitated towards me. You know, they believed in what I said, and they just followed me, followed my lead. It's, it's kind of like a lot of times we were at chat meets, and I, I kind of felt like I was out there running with them, you know? Right, because right, right. Like they were my teammates, and I was on the track running. They would right. execute every race exactly how I tell them. I'd explain to them. I said, this is how I want you guys to run. And they were just learning so fast. Even kids who didn't have no talent at all, they were running times. They were qualifying for nationals. It, 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 oh it was just God. impressive. It was, it was just an awesome feeling. Like being a role model to kids, it's like scary, shocking how they could just follow your lead, you know? Yeah. Yes, and yeah. what a leader they have, and that's why that's the that I was I was getting at. Um, even the coaches are following you. You know that, right? Yeah. You know your what? coaches. The other coaches are following you too, simply because you are a champion. You are a pro. You know you've been around the world, and not just you know talking the talk. You actually walked every or ran it, if, if you want to say. <laughs> you know you've proved yourself. You've proven yourself, yeah. and this is just that. You know this is just the beginning, don't you? You know this is just the beginning. I, hope, I, hope I it will continue. <laughs> yeah, I well, you know, I you you while you were talking, you were giving me goosebumps. I mean, I'm like listening to you, and I'm like, oh my god, so. One of the things I'm going to make a point to do this year for this outdoor season is I want to come to one of the meets. I want to support. Yes. So you have to let me know, um, give me a schedule uh, yes. so now that I this, can come. This season, this season I'm not at um, Howard Community College. I'm not there anymore oh, okay. um, mm-hmm. because I just wanted to, you know, concentrate, put a little bit more focus um, into my business. Um, my okay, well, let's talk about your business. Yeah, yeah. So my business is um, MVP Fitness, mm-hmm. and what I offer is, um, you know, boot camp classes, group fitness classes, um, corporate fitness where, you know, I go into corporations and I train their employees. Um, I do personal training, one-on-one personal training, um, nutrition guides, um, weight loss, all that good stuff. Awesome, so awesome. Now, I'm I'm trying to push the whole wellness fitness thing to a whole new level. Yeah. 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 Yes, and that's awesome. Um well tell us, you know, where is your business located and do you have a website? And if so, tell us where the, you know, where we can look you up okay. online. So my, my website is www.my as in my mvpfitness.com. So that is my mvpfitness.com. And I'm located um, in Jessup, Maryland. Um, I train out of the Ridgely, um, Ridgely Run Community Center. We do um, group fitness classes. And I have um, a few other off-site locations um, that I run my fitness classes and personal training and, and that type of stuff. Wow. Now, do you have a phone number that you would like to put yes. out there? Or Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so the phone number for the business is 443 443- Three one five seven zero two zero. Again, so if anyone want to contact me, the phone number is 
443-315-7020. Now, you're not going to so you're not going to coach anymore? No, no, I'm still I'm still going to coach, but I just, you know, I felt like I I accomplished a huge goal in 2013 by making, okay. you know, the, the helping the team to to win that national championship, and um I just wanted to you know, take a time because coaching is very time-consuming. You know your husband yes, is a coach is. also, so it yes. takes a lot. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, give the coaching a little break. I'm still doing some coaching. I'm coaching two athletes now on the professional level, um, but wow. I just wanted to take time to grow my business a little bit more, you know, um, and see if, you know, I could, you know, just push my business to, to, to a whole new level. Okay, so what advice could you give to the young people that are listening to this show? Because I do have a lot of young people that tune in, um, or just to anybody actually who's listening, as far as what it takes to be a pro. To you, what does that? What does it take? What does that mean? A pro in terms of being an athlete or just in any occupation. Are you? Any are occupation. you in general? And yeah, I, I, I just think being focused and, and, and does hard work, you know, just, you know, and, and one of the methods I use, every year I, I try to set goals for myself. Um, at the beginning of the year, I, I set short-term goals and I set long-term goals, and I try not to be detracted from any of my goals. And as I go along, I work hard to accomplish those goals and when I when I accomplish those goals, um, you know that's where I get my reward, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So goal setting is very important um, right. for success. Don't mm-hmm. approach life um, spontaneously, just living day by day, um, trying to live paycheck to paycheck or whatever, whatever. Um, try to be innovative. Try to come with new ideas, try to work hard, and with vision and a goal and hard work, that is a recipe for success. Vision, goal setting, and hard work, and you will maximize your potential. Oh, that is that's awesome. And you have had some pretty awesome leaders in your life, I'm sure. That when I call them angels, our little our angels that guide us, um, our earth angels who guide us while we're here, and I'm quite sure that you've had uh, quite a few of those who have helped you along your way. Most definitely, most definitely. And now you are one yourself. Yes, definitely. And I feel it's crazy you said that, um, Earth Angels, because I kind of feel like the more I give and the more I give back, it's like the luckier I get. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's crazy, so I always volunteer my time. Like, if anyone asks, Sanjay, come speak to the kids or do this, do that. If if my schedule allows me to do it, I try to do it because the following week is like I normally get a big break. Like, I'm rewarded with something, you know? Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's all That's part of the law. That's a, that's the law. It's the law of reciprocity. It's like the more, you know, the, in the Bible it says the more you give, the more you will receive. Well, that's true. Because yeah. when we yeah. give out, when we give out, it comes back. So it 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 yeah. has to. The, when you give out something, when you're giving out love or you know, you're just giving, it comes back to you tenfold. It comes back. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be financial. No. It doesn't have to be emotional just just give, just give from your heart, you know, in, in, in any aspect of life. And, yeah, as I said, I always tell my friends, I joke around with them, I said, guys, the more I give is the luckier I get. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that. And it's so true because you're living it. So I'm going to let you go in a few, but I just want to, um, I'm, I'm thinking now about your parents and how proud they must be of you. When you won your first medal, you know, what was that like, you know, calling home and, and telling, you know, talking to your parents about that? Well, it was, it, it was great. It was great. Um, my mom has my, my – first of all, I was, I was raising a single-parent home with my, with my dad. You know, so my dad, he is like a very strong, very strong guy, you know, and, you know, I was so blessed that, you know, I had my father in my life to, 
you know, to be really firm and, you know, not show any emotions, you know, during hard times. And I think that kind of helped me along the way. And then my mom, she not, she's, like, super emotional, like, always there, like, always calling, always, she's always my number one fan. Like, she's Aww. never said, NJ, great race. She's always said, Sanjay, you could be better, you know? Oh, wow. Right, <laughs> right. Like, you know, I don't want to disappoint my mom. You know, I want to work harder to, you know, just to, to be successful. And I'm just so happy that, you know, I have, you know, both my parents in my life and, you know, to to show them that, you know, all their hard work didn't go to waste and I came out to be successful. Right. Yeah. And now you have a daughter of your own. Yes. yes Does she follow in daddy's footsteps? Does she have a... a um? Well, she acts, actually, she asks me to run track all the time. But she uh-huh. How old is she, Sanjay? She's seven years old. She's okay. super athletic. She, she loves to run. She loves to jump. She's very physical. I can already tell she's an athlete. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I don't want to put her into track so early because track is a sport that could burn you down, burn you out because it's so physically demanding. Yeah. Yes, I put is. her in other sports. I put her in gymnastics. I put her in swimming. I put her in soccer. And for now, for her, I just want her to be a little bit, you know, recreational because right. she has my team. She's very like, uh, I want to go hard, Daddy. Like, let's go. Let's, <laughs> let's, you know, so I steer her away from that, trying to delay it a little bit, you know, because she's uh-huh. so young. I want to have fun. But, you know, once she gets the double di- digits, I'm going to turn it up a notch and then, like, yep, let, let's go to the track. Let's, let's go for a jog. <laughs> oh, know? wow. And then you're going to end up being her coach, and she's going to end up at the Olympics one day. How about that? Oh, man. I, I wish I could coach her. You know, hopefully she listens to me, you know. It's yeah. Tough, it's tough wearing two hats. I don't know if your husband coached your daughter, but it's kind of tough being dad and being a coach. Yes, yes, it coach, is. Than them, and you know, you know, a little girl would be like, ah, I, yeah, you know, I don't want not to talk to me because I'm being too tough. So, you yeah. know, if, if if I could be a coach and it doesn't sacrifice her relationship as a father, right. I'm all right. for it. But if if it's going to stop me from being daddy, I'll definitely yeah. hire someone to. Yes, and that was the same with us um, when Meg started in the ninth grade um, in high school, and her yes. dad came in uh, not too long after that. He um, was uh, helped, you know, assistant coach, and you know, at first she was like, "Oh man, Dad, you know, you're going to be coaching, da da da," and he realized he's like, "You know what?" Um, he he told the other coach, he said, "Okay, you coach her." You know, yeah. I can't coach my daughter. And that be, that was because she was still young. But by the time she was a junior, she yeah. was like all ears. She was like, Dad, yeah. you know, Dad this. Well, Dad, what do I do? And Dad, you know, she was looking for Dad to give, you know, advice, you know. So, yeah, yeah I feel yeah. you on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a beautiful relationship <laughs> with the father and daughter. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So let's see how that works out. Maybe she'll be yeah. calling you 10 years from now with a, with a great story. Yeah, how about that? I'm looking. Look, I, 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 we're going to um, claim it right now. We're claiming that. And ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it. <laughs> yep, yep. So, well, is there anything else that you would like to share with us before I let you go? This was just, this was awesome. Um, oh, most, most, most definitely. Well, um, it was a pleasure being on the show. And um, if you guys ever want me back on the show, you know, if my schedule permits it, I have no problem, you know, being there for you. Well, I appreciate that. It was a pleasure being on air today. I had so much fun. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. Well, thank you for sharing with us. And I still I have to meet you. I have to personally meet you in person. I haven't met you yet, but what I'm going to do is um, maybe come to one of your, your exercise sessions or whatever yes. just so that I can say hi and, and maybe sweat a little bit. <laughs> Okay, okay. You know, and then I can come back on and say, guys, this guy is no joke, you know? Yes. All I right. Love well, that. So- we could definitely talk about that off air. Okay, we sure will. And I just want to, okay. once again, thank you so much. And please enjoy the rest of your evening, Sanjay. Okay. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
That was Mr. Sanjay Ayer, everyone. Um, what a beautiful spirit. I just really, really enjoyed uh, talking with him this evening, and I hope everyone that was tuning in enjoyed listening as well. Um, we've reached that part of the show where I will leave you with this, and I'm going to be sharing with you ex- excerpts from Stephen Pressfield's book, which was so apropos for the show tonight, Turning Pro. And um, Stephen, you know, is, is actually one of my favorite authors as well. Um, so if you, you know, go on Amazon and order his book, Turning Pro, it's absolutely fabulous for anyone who is just trying to inspire um, to be something more, you know, and you always hear me talking about going after your dream um, and and just, you know, making it happen, um, listening to your heart and all of that. So life gets very simple when you turn pro. What happens when we turn pro is we finally listen to that still small voice inside our heads. At last, we find the courage to identify the secret dream or love or bliss that we have known all along was our passion, our calling, our destiny. Ballet, motorcycle maintenance, founding a clinic in the slums of Sao Paulo. This, we acknowledge at last, is what we are most afraid of. This is what we know in our hearts we have to do. How our minds change when we turn pro. Turning pro is like kicking a drug habit or stopping drinking. It's a decision, a decision to which we must recommit every day. Twelve-step programs say the same. Fessional understands he will wake up facing the same demons, the same resistance, the same self-sabotage, the same tendencies to shadow activities and amateurism, that he has always faced. The difference is that now he will not yield to those temptations. He will have mastered them, and he will continue to master them. The difference between an amateur and a professional is we play hurt. The amateur believes that she must have all her ducks in a row before she can launch her startup or compose her symphony or design her iPhone app. The professional knows, has your husband just walked out on you? Has your Eldorado been repossessed? Keep writing. Keep composing. Keep shooting film. Athletes play hurt. Warriors fight scared. The professional takes two aspirins and keeps on trucking. So that uh, concludes our show for this evening. I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us. A shout-out to my family who are always loving and supporting me, and also to my friends and colleagues in all of my social networking sites. Once again, a big thank you, Sanjay Ayer, for taking the time to share a big part of your journey and your wisdom with us. We are eternally grateful for knowledge is power, and when we know better, we do better. Also, Don't forget to stop by my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, to get some extra motivation and inspiration. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. And follow us on Twitter at least L-Y-S-E 101. We will be back on Monday, February the 3rd at 5.30 Eastern Standard Time. So your mission, ladies and gentlemen, if you choose to accept it, is take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation. Seek God and learn how to love yourself first, because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa M. Saunders, and thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone. Yeah.